0: Jesus used this parable to, to enlighten us and to encourage us and to grow us up in our faith and to put a mirror against our lives and use Scripture to put a mirror against us and say, This is real, this is, this is serious, you know, it is a matter of life and death. So um, I'm just glad that Rob mentioned that, you know, that God is for and heavenly hosts for us here this morning. Amen. Amen. So, and um, so one key question I want to kick off with this morning, um, and we're going to touch on, we're going to touch on uh, Matthew 13. And uh, when Rob asked me to to, to preach uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was like fantastic. Of, you know, you have, you have to choose between Matthew 10 and 14, I <laughs> was like, fantastic, loads of great stuff in there. And I gladly skipped over chapter 13. going, I'm not preaching on that. you must be having my laugh, you know like it's one of those, it is one of those um, pieces of scripture that you go know, well, that's hefty, that is weighty so like I, I sat on the teaching of you know during the last couple of weeks of David wrote this origin and um, I was on my knees I'm not going to it. <laughs> I was on it so I'm not going to say that I'm going to do this just because the spirit of God is just justice. The scripture and just I'm going to give you my experience of what God is talking through this. And even this morning, you know, even here this morning, what, what He's talking to, to, to bring this morning to every heart, to every, every person here this morning. So, today we'll see that God deeply cares about the condition of your heart. How deep His Word is going in your heart. Uh, and what is this? Proverbs 4:23 23 tells us this. Above all things, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. If you have your Bible or if you don't have it with you, then um, go home and mark that. This is a pivotal verse for you today. There are many conditions that our hearts can be in. And today we're going to look at scripture that unearths our conditions, unearths the conditions of our heart, And we're going to be placed in a position today where we will question, well, where is my heart? And I am genuinely in a position where I can say, all the heart conditions I'm going to put up, I was in every single one, so I don't speak to this. I know exactly how it feels. I know exactly what position of the heart is when it comes to these scriptures. Why I use the, the term mirror, um, James one twenty three. This is what it says: because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like someone looking at his own face in the mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. Parables like today, um, they, they give us a, uh, an abrupt reflection, like the story that I bit more about the prayer the Titanic, Christ. They had a morning that there was an iceberg. Scripture acts like this. It gives us warning out of God's love and grace and mercy and his faithfulness to us. He gives us warnings and says there's icebergs ahead and why some people ignore and some people don't. Some people speak up unfortunately. And, and it's with that context that we we'll read these scriptures today. So uh, I was standing in the bedroom a, a couple of weeks ago and I felt, and again, these I, I don't have a message straight off when, when, when I say, okay, this is what I'm going to preach, today." I have to mull over it for nearly weeks and really let the Holy Spirit do his work. It's not like, I go off on one tangent, you know, I think mean, like, that's what you're asking to teach, and he goes, absolutely not, this is what you're teaching. So I have to mull over, I it's just, I wouldn't say a struggle, it's a bit of a wrestle, which I love play, I have to say, because every nowhere the Holy Spirit quickens your heart and tells you something. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me about this, these verses, and our about three This teaching that Jesus taught has saved people, has ushered in a quickening to new relationships with God. I well, that's kind of healthy. So let's have a read about these scriptures. you So Matthew 13, uh, uh, if you have any, I do go for it, you I'm you know, um, sorry, it's quite small, but I'm going to read it anyway. way. Just listen. So on that day, Jesus went out in the house and said, sorry, that's all, that's it. Yeah, gotcha, hold on one second. Yeah, i okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, on that day Jesus went out uh, of the house and was sitting by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat down, while the whole crowd stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell in the path, and the birds came without them. Other seeds fell on rocky grounds where it didn't have enough soil and quickly grew, uh, since it had no soil and no depth. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since I had no roots, there would a layer in time. Other seeds fell around thorns, and the thorns came up and choked us. Still other seeds fell the ground, uh, on good ground and produced fruit, some 100, some 60, some 30 times all the sun. Let anyone who has ears listen. So then the disciples came up and asked him, Why are you speaking in parables? I actually don't know why Jesus spoke in parables. I mean I can't it can't be twisted. So I'm thinking, there for the prayer of witness. He answered them, Because the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, Lord, uh, for you to know, it. Um, but it has not been given to them. For whoever has, more, uh, more will you be given. And um, he will have more than enough, or whoever does have, uh he does not have, even that he is, uh, even what he is happy, has, had, what he has That is why I speak to them in parables, because looking, uh, they do not see, and hearing, they do not listen or understand. i greatest prophecy is fulfilled in them, uh, which is, you will listen. And listen, but never understand. You will look and look, but never perceive. For the people's hearts have grown callous; Their ears are hard of hearing, and they will shut their eyes. Otherwise, they they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and understand uh, with their heart, and turn back, and I will feel them. Blessed are your eyes because, um, sorry. I'm just dipping down, sorry. And um, blessed are your eyes because uh, they do see and your ears because they do hear for truly I tell you many prophets and righteous people longed to see the things you see but didn't do uh, to hear the things you hear but didn't do so then Jesus goes on to explain the parable so listen to the parable itself when anyone hears the word of the king and doesn't understand it the evil one comes and snatches up what uh, was in their heart. This is the one uh, someone along the path. And the one sold on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he then, but has no reach and is short-lived. Uh, when distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately needs falls away. Now the one sold on the these is the one who hears the word, but the word is of the age and the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful, But the one selling the good ground, this is one who hears and understands the word, who, uh, who does produce fruit and yields, and uh, some 160, 30 times what was selling. So, first thing that hit there is um, you know, no matter our disobedience, or, 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 or where we are in our life, or our walk with God, uh, or we may not be Christian but not giving our hearts to the Lord. God is still gracious and still provides seeds. He doesn't pick out a around and only look around. He allows a following the parents, too. Um, if you click on there. Jeez, thanks a lot. So I want to talk to these four conditions that you see in the scripture. And again, I'm going to be very honest and I'm going to be very open and say I've been here all and all years. Um, So I've had the confused heart. So we can see the parallel and then Jesus' explanation. So this. And uh, the confused heart um, is the seed, fell on the path. Um, I, when I first became a Christian, um, uh, and I started walking with other Christians. It wasn't good teaching. I was absolutely confused and, and, and actually part of this, I could call this, the, um, not just the confused, but the, the holding back heart. I remember one time I went to a retreat, the and uh, there was a song on, and that uh, it, it's some about giving yourself and putting yourself on the altar. Nice. Literally giving yourself to Jesus. And I said, no. Point blank, I said, no. I, thought, I don't want that. And I had already bought, I was a Christian. And here I am, not in the sun, and going down no, oh. So that was a confused, cold, about black heart. The religious heart. And yeah, I've been here as well, where I've got more books and more Bible than I had, the closer I was to God. This is the, the seed that's fallen on rocky ground, no moisture, um, no sustenance, no death. And then the worldly heart. And I've been here too where the, where the, the ways of the world can distract you from the true treasure of, of heaven. Or the ways of the promises, the empty promises of the world where well, you just go after them and it's like, oh how empty they are. And then a godly heart. This is a gift from God. I thank God that we've gone through this journey. I'm, I'm very thankful. The invitation is for a godly heart. The invitation to you, to all of us, is to have a godly heart. You will continue to sow seeds. But I'm, i appealing to your will, not your, not intelligence, not only, but your will. This is, this is our will here, because. This talks about people who hear the words and do nothing about it. Who hear it and don't let it sink in. And there's something there, there's barriers there that I want to touch on. There's barriers to this. Good soil. And it's not, don't look at, don't see the thing about having a godly heart of a religious thing. It is not, it is a relationship. It's not, I have to do something to get a godly heart. I have to. And what you have to do is give up your will. Right? And I would challenge, the challenge, I would love if somebody challenged me, um, and I had really good, good people around to challenge me. Go. But well, what is your issue? Not being able to do my that so, What is your issue? Not being able to do the front What is your issue? Why are you embarrassed? You know, not being able to do something because you're more worried about what somebody else thinks. I know what I would have do, done a across the head to be honest, right? But God's grace he kept on me, kept haunting me, and kept giving me decisions. And eventually, I said, oh, "This world doesn't know to offer," and that's where my heart turned into a Godly heart. Now, i don't to go God's heart, the this has to go a lot, more deeper. But I just want to uh, on this part, and the invitation of God right here is really important. That. Are you? Do you want to become a good? Son. Now, even that question, even that question, you, you, you've got to just pause it for a second and not see these words as a, as a clever sermon and all that rubbish. Right? I'm, I'm genuinely, really concerned, and God is really concerned about your reply to that question: Do you want to become a good, son? Your heart lands in one of us. And I think I'm a little bit softer than what Wilkerson's version of You want to hear, honestly, you want to hear the way Wilkerson, I'm not joking. Have a listen. Type it in somewhere, Wilkerson, and lock yourself away from <laughs> well, it. Right, because, wow, it is amazing. Um, so I'm going to put up a few things that challenge us, and I genuinely so many times wanted to change this to a the softer message and, you know but I see the father heart of God. In this harsh, I see the father heart of God putting the mirror up against me going, The world has nothing to offer you. The world has nothing to offer you. I love you. I'm saying this because I love you. I'm what else um, which so, Jesus, in His mercy and love, puts this mirror up against us and says, Choose! You have a choice. What heart are you going to choose? So, I'm going to put up a few things. Um, uh, let's put this in the test. I wasn't going to put this up because the talk was really tough to be honest with you. Um, I wanted to not do this. I had to scribble out night last and then I put it back in. i and only got this presentation this morning. How about the test? How do you react in your hearts to these statements? And I picked these because there were times in my life, I don't to be very honest, did I hate my sin? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was, I I pleasured it And I thought it was, nice. There were times I was like, Yep. Yeah. Not this is great. <laughs> do you hate the sin in your life? Where is God working in their life? right oh, now? Yeah. and if there's sin in our lives has not under conviction. What have you not? What place in your heart have you not given to God? God lavishly. I, and this is a this is, this is this is an interesting one because you know we, we quickly we quickly go to the sin. That, you know, how has God working in your life over sin? One of the biggest questions I have you is this: How do you react to this? God lavishly loves me and wants me to know it as an individual, unique and beautiful in this eyes. Now, if there's something in your heart this morning that says, oh, I can't believe that, I want a Christian, because that is truth. And we're going to go through some things about barriers to becoming a good side, and barriers are us not with God. My sin needed to be dealt with by a sacrificial lamb in order to reconcile me to God. The reason why I put that up, right? There was a time in my life where I thought I still had to do something. I still had to do something for Jesus' sacrifice to be made manifest in my life. I thought I had to bring something to the table. I won't use a rude word, but that's absolutely forced in God. Now, honor this Christ, I don't have to bring that to the table. Jesus was nailed to my cross. And <laughs> uh, some of you may know, uh, of course, that doesn't make sense. But there's Christians, or there are people in the world who don't realise that. They, they, and we don't touched on this, actually. And um, he calls them churches. He does mentally, he does mad. He calls them churches in, in New York, and in think Probably wouldn't do that with them. Anyway, he calls them, uh, they and he said this, he said something like this. I paraphrase it token, What Jesus was nailed to my cross, even Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way, the truth, and the life. I can do nothing to earn my salvation. God has called me to be part of his mission and unique gifts and calling. Why do you have to become good or oh, good, good soil? Why does God ask us to become good soil? Because we're the ones that he wants to, pro- to, to produce fruit. We're part of the mission. We're his mission. Where his hands and feet, I think he's in for <laughs> did doing that, right? No, like he us. He could have just done it, but he's invited us into his mission and his environment And if you're here today, thinking, and this is going to sound harsh, but I say it to quicken your heart. <laughs> Do are here today thinking that you don't have a place in God's mission and you don't have a calling into God's mission on earth? That is a lie from you. And that, heart needs, that needs to be God. I will live eternally with God. The way is narrow. Not everyone will accept God's grace. Jesus will return to claim his bride, me, us, It could be very soon. The reason why I put that there is, all of the preachers that I've sat on for this, they all had the focus. And this is like a binocular. Some of that focus on the binoculars, and the focus was this. That little knob was the return of Jesus. That helped them focus. It's the only way I can explain that. They spoke through that lens that That Jesus is coming back so that we don't sit there and go, that's a only sign. This is real. This is your heart needing to be quickened. If anyone fall if you feel that like you fall into anyone's belief. Oh. I'm gonna read out three scriptures that I just want to speak over. They're not, not on both here, but I just want to speak them over here. In the same passage, in verse 15, he likes this, didn't he? Uh, in the same passage, uh, verse 15, this is, what, this is what Jesus spoke. For this people's heart has grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they shut their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn back, and I will hear them. There is the heart of God. Heart of God. Matthew 7.8 says this, For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. To the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if you ask for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how how to give good uh, good gifts to your kids, how much more will your Father in heaven give good good gifts to those who ask him? 2 Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked the ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. And then Isaiah 10.17 The light of Israel will be cold of fire. The Holy One praying, in a single day he will burn and consume his horns and waters. If you feel that today you've horns and drivers around you, around your heart, the world, has the, the pains of this world, the nonsense of this world is keeping your heart from being good soil, look at the promise in Isaiah 10 17. In a single day it will burn and consume. The that, that is the offer of Jesus to bring up the tones and voices Around your heart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. Just, I could pick. There's so many other things I could pick. with super in the and i going to say prayers and say how do we become reconciled? And again, this is not a work thing. It's not you. It's giving up your will. is a few things that we have to will. Change our will. I'm going to give you an example. Some years ago, I was praying for our friends. Death to suicide, self harm. friends. Oh, beautiful, beautiful girl. And we prayed. I remember praying, I remember Jesus telling me, Can I leave? Tell her about the cross, tell her how much I love her that I did for So we did. And she replied which really, really hurts. Really, really cut me deep. I don't believe that. I would do that anymore. You know, she rejected it. I don't think he said, no, wait. Let me see. Last week. Work and the day after the baptism. So she reminded me of where I chat, and I said, I was going to ask you a question. Uh, do you know how much your father you? Full of confidence. Yes. Do you know the victory Jesus has, has created has, has did for you? And she said, Yeah. Full of confidence. I said, Who did that and she was able to then pride herself. And say, so, yeah, I don't want to listen to you anymore. What a lot of people. It was absolute sensation to see your heart change into good soil. So, what happened there Well, she stopped believing in the lies and, uh, stopped believing in the lies of the world. And she started believing in things like that God actually loves me. The Father heart is for me. God is for me. He loves me. He did die for me. And he did die for my sins. Denying the truth. And walking around as if. And if we're Christians. And I'm I'm guilty of this. Walking around. Denying the truth. Thinking that it's false to me. Or humility and religiousness. Saying that God doesn't love me. It's um, It's not good. It is living a lie. Denying the truth is the biggest barrier to becoming good soil. Denying God's love for you is the biggest barrier to becoming good soil. Denying Jesus died for you and saying, he saying say the words, I can't expect such a sacrifice. That's not becoming good soil. Denying that God has only good for you in his heart. These are all unbiblical truth and are all barriers to good soil. So my question to you here this morning do you desire the truth and are you hungry to become good soil? Because God has more us. Ephesians 5 says this and I pray this over us. This is why they' said, dead. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Here's the silver and cross, and I pray that this is not anyone's heart here today. Just imagine that people will not accept. There are people that won't accept, and that will perish, not knowing the love of God for them. They won't perish. They will perish on the seed, for sin, etc. The big thing that God shows here, which is heartbreaking, they will perish because they don't know the name of God. They live a life, they hold back their hearts. They have religious hearts, worldly hearts, where the seed of God's salvation and His word will not penetrate. Not because God doesn't want us, because they don't want us. So I'm pleading. If this you can put a mirror up to your heart today. I pray that the double-edged sword is coming tomorrow and that you take the God's off. pour yourself with the words. Have you ever known, he knows that the other conditions, they're all in drought condition. So we asked the Lord, is said, Lord, what, what is it? What do you want me to say here? What do you want me to speak into people's lives? And he said, soil needs water. Drenching to reach deeper. And so they asked God about watering, and He pointed me to a book that I read on some Instagram, and it's from Derek Prince. And in this book, He highlights how Jesus cleanses us with the washing of the word, um, and this is how we I was going to read it, Ephesians 5:25, 27. Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her to make her holy, cleansing her with like the washing of water for the word. He did not uh, he did this sorry, he did this to present the church to himself in splendour, without spot or wrinkle or anything like that for holy and blindness. So this is what Dairy confess. says. believer who does not study the word and submit to the word and obey the word and live the word and cannot expect to be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ fairly lofty words, I would have chosen them but I said everything else we are the generation that are the closest to coast of time what church will we find what hearts will we find and then we've come full circle so this is where we have a choice. And we choose here today, but as we take prayers. and as we take wine, that we step into the cross, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. We heed the warning, and we say, Lord, oh, I want to become a good soil. And I know that may not be easy. But it may not be easy to want, and it may be start with. I don't know what's next, or I don't know what Jesus has for me, but it's good. What Jesus has for me is good. I like to take the lens of the other teachers, of uh, well Lutheran and all of these guys that I've sat at the feet the last couple of weeks, and the, the Holy Spirit really quickened me of having the lens of. How would my heart change if Jesus if I knew Jesus was coming back next week? I guarantee you that tomorrow would be different if I didn't have that lens. I have brain good. Okay. So if you want to take care of your bread and wine and let's pray. So Then and then. I confess that what I want is my heart to be made whole and my life to be fully integrated with you. I confess that I want the freedom and the restoration of all of my being to the full restoration of my whole person, body, spirit and soul. Father I agree agree with your relentless love, your relentless pursuit, that you will stop at nothing, to continue to open the doorways to invite me home, for me to give you full access to the whole person of who I am, and to make me whole, and whole, and good self. Father I confess that a part of me, that I have yet to yield to you that are the distance and I give you the shame, and I give you the fear, and I give you the disappointment, and the hurt. I give you my belief in life being found in self-determination, self-reliance. And I say your love is greater, your love is no greater than Father. Your love is no stronger than death. I ask that you would shine your light, that you would expose every place in my heart. That has yet to come home to you. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father, I receive you afresh today. And your inextinguishable life, I receive your kingdom come and your will be done, not my will, your will. I arise once again to trust you in the mighty strength and the unity of my heart with your heart. Jesus, I ask that you would break every limits a place on who you can be in my life, what you can do and how you can do it. I take your shackles off Jesus. I ask you your forgiveness to for those minutes, and I say break them. Break them in the power of your name Jesus. I say in that place that I in riches, am and established in your love your everlasting love that always flows, that is faithful and true. I receive you afresh in this place, Jesus. I ask that when you would make me good soil. I want more, Jesus. I want more Jesus. I want more of you. Dismantle self-promotion, self-protection, self-reliance. That you would dismantle yourself and the soul to my true person. Because when I become a good soil, I become who I was meant to be. Make me holy, holy in your life. I give you permission to my body, my soul, and my spirit. Father, I confess that I resist you. I hide as an orphan and as a slave. I want to come home to you, Father, today. I want to do it, now, Jesus. I want to give you my heart. I want to to have a fresh heart. I want that sword pierced in me, Lord. I ask that I would come home to you, home to your love, home to your generosity, home to your abundance, home to your provision, home to your protection. Yeah. Father, Father, I am in union with you. I do it through the life of Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, we're about to take part in. And remembering your sacrifice for us. Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you as we, we take this bread your body broken for us so that we would be reconciled back to our father's heart back to our father and you did this to usher us back into our father's arms just like the father did father thank you why would you help us believe in your love for us the love that Son your son on a cross so that I will get life so we take this bread now Father we thank you so much Jesus thank you for your ransom Jesus we remember your blood every ounce of your blood was shed for Jesus if there was only water left in your body every ounce was poured out the sprinkling of your blood the atomic ground